<laughs> this is my father, Sasha. A lot of you don't know my dad. I love my dad very, very much. I've gotten some interesting um, comments from the Larry King episode that I did. You know, they're like, oh, you really give your dad some good daps. And you know, it's funny. My kids are getting older and I'm becoming a more experienced dad. And I think that, you know, you know, obviously we got to know each other in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s because you just worked so hard. And I thank you for that, Dad. I thank you so much for sacrificing. And I know you did it in a selfish way because I do it too in a selfish way. I know that it's your natural state to be an entrepreneur and build for yourself, but it doesn't take away from the fact of what you did and what you established and how you started the process of our family being here. Not only did you, but you brought the whole family along with you, including your mom and your grandparents. And you came to this country and you worked so damn hard. And, and you know, it's funny, I think through all our frictions in building the business, it's super easy and has always been super easy for me to focus on how we're different and what I don't agree on. But I've been noticing a trend, especially maybe because I don't uh, see you every day like I used to and I'm not around as much on an everyday basis with you. Um, but it's been interesting to me over the last 24 months, 36 months, to start being more in tune than ever with not our differences but our similarities. Back in the day, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I really thought that I was 90% mom and 10% you. And that's really just because I didn't know you as well, Dad. It's funny to me to recognize how much more similar I am to you than I realized. And uh, you know, and I just want you to know how much you mean to me. And, and, and even though I think for a long time in my 20s and 30s that my own ego and my own pride was so scared for the narrative to be that you're the reason I was successful. That you're, you know, even to this day, Dad, I know you don't read the comments on the internet. You'd find it interesting how many people in a YouTube comment will say, well, don't listen to this guy. His, he, his dad, you know, had a liquor store and that's why he's successful. I was so scared of that, Dad. I was so scared of that in my teens and my 20s. It was the biggest fear I had. And now, as those negative comments or or people that push back are the far minority, I find myself being passionate to make sure that your legacy isn't lost and what you did isn't left behind and it doesn't become the narrative of just what I've accomplished without the context of what you accomplished and how much you helped me to get there. And so I want you to know that and I want you to know it now, not when you're 90 or 100 or 130 when you're on your deathbed but I want you to know it now of how much you mean to me and how thankful I am and how much I learned from the way that you and mom navigated and how I do think my hard work and my hustle is my separation from the marketplace and I know that's a learned behavior by watching how you did it and I thank you from the bottom of my heart and so I thought it was a good time to say hey, I love you. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 254 of the Ask Gary V Show. And this is a very, very, very special episode because the all-time most popular guest of my original video and podcast show back in the day, Wine Library TV, was 
none other than my dad, Sasha Vaynerchuk, who is here looking dapper, dad. Yeah, well. You threw up a deuce, I like that. And, and who is now making his second appearance on the Ask Gary V show. We got very, second? yeah, we remember when we got emotional up in the, Andy was there, we were playing basketball, we had this great episode. Oh yes. What yes, episode yes, number yes. is that, anybody? 118. <laughs> this guy is on it. Maybe wow, I'm impressed. Andy's very impressive. Can you send it to me, please? Yeah, it's a real good one. Yeah. Well, uh, so, but this time we're in New York. I didn't realize this. First time. This is the first time you're in our office. Right. We've been here for almost a year. Right. And you decided not to show up and say hello. You're busy. I was busy. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen. I'll tell you a story about being busy. Okay. Uh, You (laughs) had a podcast with uh, Brandon uh, Steiner. Steiner. Yes. And uh, a friend of mine, longtime friend. In the liquor industry, in the wine industry, liquor spirit, Neil Burnett, who you know, oh, I know very Neil. well. Sometimes friends, sometimes enemies. Absolutely. You guys are we, we, yeah, we, we can. Including, you know. you've gone years without talking. Right. That is not That's how correct. people normally <laughs> categorize <laughs> we'll friends. Yes. Right. You guys right. are two pieces so, of anyway, pie. Anyway, he sent me a link to this uh, podcast. podcast. Yep. And I was listening to that. Yep. And uh, after 20 minutes, after it was all. all uh, said and done, I said to myself, who the hell can sit and watch? You know, I don't have time. Yeah, Me. you're busy. Yeah, busy. But what uh, one of the things in the end, you said something about like, uh, you like to motivate and inspire people to do things. Yep. And over the weekend, I was in Chicago, as you know. Yep. I went to a restaurant show okay. in the McCormick Center. Unbelievable. Big building. Big building. Yep. I put a lot of miles there. Uh, Anyway, so I was walking through the aisle, and I, uh, second day actually, and I stopped uh, at one of the booths, and and the person behind, nice guy, was, uh, had some spices. Okay. And I, is, that I, why you, is that why you have this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, because I want to make sure I remember Tell the, the name. name Do you, want some, you brought some wine too, Dad. Yes, right. I'm going to just pour it So I stopped there, and as I stopped there looking at, uh, you know, his uh, spices, he looks at me, looks at me, and, 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 and he looks at the tag, my name, and, and I see the guy is getting, I mean, his face is changing. He said, Vaynerchuk? White Library, Gary Vaynerchuk. I said, yeah, it's my son. He even, I was thinking. He went batshit crazy. He, he, right, right. <laughs> and in the two and a half minutes, he's telling me a story what uh, he used to be a chef. And after he, re- uh, he started following Gary on Facebook and Twitter, you know, and he read all his books, all five. There's four business books, one wine book. Right, five books, okay. He said he inspired him to start a business. And he said today he got a very successful business. He gave me a number. What Eight figures. Doing. Yes. And he said everything I got, everything I owe to your son. And, and did you say there would be said, no son without me? I didn't. No, I didn't. I was humble, but I was, yeah, I was, yeah right. I know so, you. I would do that. But, and I was, uh, you know, he took a picture with me, and, you know, I, I, I felt very good. And today when I was listening to this podcast, yep. it's, 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 you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how, how, what you real, you know. 
How does that uh, feel for a dad, given your very, background? Very proud. And being competitive, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you know, oh. in our family, it's, you know, such it's a, a... It's a rule. Right. You, ha- you have to be a competitor. Or you can't play. Right. Uh, I still, uh, you know, still very, very proud and... and yeah, it's it's uh, you can't describe in words the feeling, uh, how you feel about your own child, your own son, your own daughter. It's 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 unbelievable. It's uh, that's what I think any parents live for. It. So that's interesting, Dad. The reason I really wanted to do this episode is more and more, um, you know, small businesses, family businesses. They reach out to me. They know the story. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. By the oh. way, I want, I'm not plugging <laughs> no in, problem. but they I, know about guys. This is where I get my interrupting from. <laughs> uh, Pete Taylor and his company. You're making this guy. You're doing it for him. No, I'm not doing. It. He didn't ask me for anything. I'm sure. I know you. I if he asked, you would have never gotten. Right. Right. No, but uh, his uh, what is that called? His uh, company. S- I can. Spiceology. See. Spice All right, Pete, you did a really good job stopping Dad. No, 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 no. But I was, you know, he was, I can't even describe. He, he, it's, it's a great feeling for him, you know, what he feels accomplished. Yeah, for, sure. And, and uh, it's a great feeling. I, I was, it was a nice know, moment. Yes, it was. You know, if somebody will ask, uh, or mom ask actually, what is the uh, highlight of the whole trip? Trip, I said to bump into uh, this, guy. Uh, this guy. I love you, Dad. You know, Dad, to good I health. I love you. Yep. So you brought a rose. You brought a rose. I brought a rose. And the why? reason, I, I'll tell you why. You bought a lot of this rose? I know you. No, no. It's have nothing to do okay, with buying a lot. No. My son, oldest son Gary, as you know, and I have AJ, and of course I have a daughter Elizabeth, who always claims she doesn't get enough press. <laughs> right, yeah. she doesn't get enough exposure. <laughs> I love you, Elizabeth. Liz. Uh, anyway, the reason I brought Rosette because Gary always, always was telling me that stop drinking the same shit. I mean, wine. I shouldn't say shit. We so, say that. Right. Stop drinking the same. I'm a creature of habit. If, when I start, if I'm on a kick, I'm drinking the same bottle of uh, day. You're a hardcore day. routine. Yes. Like routine. in life. If somebody wants, yeah, if somebody wants to kill me, we'll take them two and a half seconds. <laughs> because I will go to the same gas station, same, same Dunkin' Donuts, same, you know, it's uh, unbelievable. Say supermarket. I even, even, it's, it just hit me. When I go to Costco, and I don't want to plug in Costco, but I'm plugging in. You're trying to Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. No, 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 no. I park in the same spot. spot. In the same spot. What if somebody's got it? I would park next to it. But <laughs> no, no, no. But the point is, I park so far, and it's not like me, but I would park so far away from the entrance, but I would always go. It's like, it's mind boggling. You're a routine guy. Routine. If I'm out of my routine, that's what. Everybody watching on Instagram Live right now, put, are we taking Instagram Live? Is that what we're getting? Facebook. Facebook, okay. Everybody watching on Facebook right now. Uh, who, which one's the Facebook camera? This one? Love it. Facebook, start putting in your phone numbers. Dad, mm. this is now a call-in show. People are gonna call. One second. Yeah, so of course. Bob, oh, just one. Yeah. You, you always said, don't drink the same thing. Right. And today I decided, and you were surprised, actually. I was stunned. Right. 
that you I rose. never drink rosé. And, and what's fun for me and dad about rosé is, you know, in the years that I was with dad and definitely before I was with dad in the store, rosé never sold in America. You've never been before in the store. Uh, in the store no, in, no, no, in the years that I was with you right. and then obviously before me, for right. all those years, rosé yes. never sold. Right. Like rosé was not a right. thing in the U.S. Right. We knew it worked like, in Europe. Uh, Prosecco. Right, these Very were non-factors. Right, non-factors. But now rosé is a monster category. Monster, and the reason I picked this uh, wine, because yeah, I had an opportunity it. to taste this wine, and uh, let me tell you something, this wine is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I looked I, it up before we started shot, $12.99, it's a good price. $12.99 for a, I mean, and it's uh, this time of the year, that's a perfect wine to drink. All right. Okay. All right. So We're, you can you, alter between white and the rosé. You, you no red in the summer? Little Pinot Noir with barbecue. Yeah, a little bit. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what right. else is going on in the wine world or the liquor world that's interesting to you before we get into the first question? Well, you can ship wine, but yes. you can uh, ship uh, bomb, grenade. Yeah. Yeah. No, we know. Uh, you know, that's uh, such a pain in the ass. Not a pain in the ass. It's so stupid. But just like in Ukraine, they disallowed young kids or whatever to, you know, they block the, you know, Facebook or something. It's, 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 I feel in the wine industry, that's what's going on. You left communism for communism. <laughs> right. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> good, right? <laughs> Real good job. I'm not complaining about the wine industry, but I'm complaining about the stupidity, what we're dealing or consumers deal. You can't order a bottle of wine from New Jersey shipped to New York. That's the most insane thing. Worst, worst 15 years of my life dealing with that bullshit. Sucks. All right, I'm, I'm so happy you're not in this industry. You have no idea. Every I know. day, I, I know. We get up in the morning. I'm saying, thank God. It's, it's really tough. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's not pure capitalism. That's right. Yep. How about the food stuff? I know you're killing it with Russian food in the store. <laughs> All right, hold on. Here we go. What's the name? Patrick. Patrick. We got to get into Patrick the Patrick Ewing. I want to talk to you. I wish, I wish it was Patrick Ewing. Who's Patrick? Patrick, this is Gary Vee, and you're in the Ask Gary Vee Show with Sasha V. No way. Yes, Patrick. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Denver, Colorado. Love it. What's your question? Hey, man, um, so I've been following your content for a lot of time, and I, a lot, I, mean, I kind of feel like I'm at a point right now of when to balance patience with learning or needing to pivot and rethink what you're doing. There's kind of, you know, you talk about knowing your truth and knowing what you're driving for and staying on that path, but when do you know and what signs should you look for if you're, if you're needing to pivot, change, adjust? So, you're, are you running a business? Yeah. What kind? I'm doing a consulting business around, um, actually something you're passionate about, engagement, employees, uh, culture, um, kind of rethinking what a workplace needs to be in a world of technology and this kind of new reality. So you're, so you're trying to figure out, should you stay the course and let the market come to you because what you're selling is difficult to sell because you believe in it, so you want to be patient, or are you actually wrong or is it too far away and should you pivot into some other offers or features or things of that nature, is that correct? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think you know that this is like, I do. this is the bread and butter, but I, I feel like with a lot of leaders of companies, engagement, employees, culture is number one in thought, but number two or three in action. So I'm trying to figure out how to get into that world, how, yeah. to, how to make it more of a priority, yeah. or is it just a lost cause for a lot of people? Dad, what do you think about, when you thought, think about your long career, when was it stay the course because you believe in some strategy, category that you're buying, investing in liquor versus wine, advertising, like when did you know that you wanted to stay the course 
or when did you know that you needed to start try something different or did you get into patterns? I know for you, I know your story the best, you know, you were a very early New Jersey newspaper advertiser in a co-op in the early 80s, right? right? Which was a big breakthrough for you, you guys created a co-op, you right. were selling at cost in a newspaper, that worked. Mm-hmm. When did you know to add direct mail or when did you try commercials? When did you stay the course? When did you change the mix of your product in the store because you felt rosé was coming? Like, how did you make those decisions? Well, quite honestly, and uh, I don't have to give more credit to my son. Okay? But I'll take it. But he will take it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Gary came to the business, and he came at a very young age. At first, he, of course, was no factor. He was making uh, ice. For two dollars, I don't even remember how much. Underpaid, right? Underpaid. Yeah, I was good at making ice. Yeah. So, but when he came to the business, and uh, again, uh, I treasure these years, what I spent uh, working with Gary when we used to, you remember that travel back and forth all through high school, forty-five miles Mm -hmm. each way, and that was uh, the most. memorable moments when we used to discuss business strategy. Let's link up. There's an article I wrote about exit 12 to exit 48 on Medium. That to me is, that is the foundation of our relationship. That's the foundation of our relationship. And and to take uh, Wine Library, what I came up with the name. Yes, absolutely Uh, true. Okay. he did. He went to California. Went to California. And all the wineries were all the wineries were calling their sellers wine library. No, I'll take you to the library. They didn't call wine library. I'll take you to the library to pick up a couple yep. bottles of wine and go yep. for dinner. Yep. That's where I came yep. up with the name of wine library years after. But uh, that's uh, that was uh, quite honestly all these great ideas when we used to bounce off each other. That's when it's you know real started. Real before it was just. Another liquor store, and got creative. What gave you? So I want to make sure we answer this question. I know I'm interviewing you mm-hmm. a little bit, but I want to answer this question. So what? You know, Patrick's sitting here, and you know it's very. How old is story. Patrick? I don't know. How old are you, Patrick? I'm 31. 31. Young. So Patrick's trying to decide: Is he on the right? What's the balance between patience? Because I sell patience. You know, I believe in patience. You have to pay. Uh, you have to. Versus. Is he on the right path? Is there something else he should be putting? Innovation versus patience. How have you thought about that? Or have you not thought about it? You, I know no, you. No, I did. Go, okay. You, you, you have to be patient. That trumps it. Who said? I'm asking. No, not Trump. That oh. trumps. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> no, that, that, that is more value. You think the patience part is more value. You have to, you know, you have to believe and stick to it to what you believe. I mean, that's, you know, you, you can't you can try something and, uh, you know, two days later or two years later said, okay. Uh, it's, uh, that's my know. biggest problem with, I think, you know, that's something I always yell about with our employees and, you know, I, yes. I, I like, yes. right? that's your style. Yeah. No question about like, it. Like, I don't mind if it, the new I display. always held on to too long a lot of times to, Well, this is know. what he's worried about. Mm-hmm. As you're like thinking through. Patrick, listen, I think the reality is I'm a big believer in the following. You're not gonna know the alternative, so you might as not dwell on it. You're you're not gonna know, right, bro? You're not gonna know if you waited too long. Like, a lot of people have bailed a month before the thing they worked on for two years was about to go. But they don't know, they don't know that, Patrick. Mm Because they bailed and they were like, oh, that was a waste of my two years. 
Yeah. And well, I- I'm 100% in. I, I, I'm not failing on this. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm pot committed. I believe in patience. It's just kind of fine-tuning it or tweaking it. And I guess maybe the perception to you, and, and I know you're a firm believer in it, do you think that there's a market out there for yes. this? Yes, I do. I think culture and the emotions and all the feelings in a business, they're the driving force of the new economy. I, I think culture, my dad will tell you, as a kid, as a child, it mattered to me. Mm-hmm. It was intuitively in me at a very young age. It has emerged as an enormous pillar and I think it will continue to, it will catch up, my friend. I agree with you that that it's they talk about it. You said it, you know, first in, in what they talk about, third in the way they execute. That's exactly right because they're full of shit. They say it because yep. it sounds good to their employees, but they don't want to spend money on it. But as operators like me and others continue to get fame and awareness around trading on that, that will then people start realizing the financial value of it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I'm for kicks and giggles. Now it's my natural demeanor. But mm-hmm. it's still an ROI positive thing and I think as the decision makers change over, I would say as the decision makers change over from my dad's generation to my generation and definitely the generation below me, this will become the pillar and you're 31. You can grind and survive until you're 38, 42 and really reap the massive financial benefits of being a leader in this space for a decade. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of interesting, you're right. I think that when I talk to people, there's about a director level and below that everybody gets it and it seems that once you go above there and people take ownership of the job, they just get scared of change and uh-huh. kind of hold on and, and push back. Dad, you hate change. Yes. Right? Like yeah. you can speak to but, that. But, To your credit, but, absolutely. To my, my credit. You know who I want to call right now? And you inspire me to, not only inspire you, you actually drill in me to, to try to do different things. Just like drinking different wine. Yeah, imagine you being know? captive with an 18, 20 year old me in the car for 45 minutes back and forth, my poor dad. I mean like, I was yep. guns a-blazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Patrick. That's right dad, I think, I think, you know, who I want calling Facebook, if you're watching right now, if you're either the father or the mon- mother, or the son or the daughter, in a business that is struggling with the co-relationship, I will say here, you know, it, it scares me, it rocks me to the bone of how much I didn't appreciate the air cover that my dad gave me. I stand on his shoulders because he let me stand on his shoulders. Like, he didn't suppress me. When I think about the liquor business, a couple of my dad's friends, unfortunately one good friend had passed away not too long ago. I think my about- My way or hits the highway. 100%. My dad As was part of a generation, yeah. there was the five to seven guys who had the biggest stores and three or four of them had their sons go into the business and it didn't work. Now, do I think I was more talented than the sons? Of course of I course. do. But, but my dad By gave far. me, but my dad gave me major air cover to execute. I always believe in you. A hundred percent. I knew that from Why? the day, yeah, I, from the, the day when you used to rip the flowers from our <laughs> neighbor and Dogwood Meadows and sell it to her. That, that's what's blown my mind. I mean, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't have the, what they have the chutzpah to do that, <laughs> but he did. He right. used to go, and her name is Gail, right? Gail. I remember that. Gail and, and John. Yes, and he used to go in and, and sell them the flowers, and they knew that he was a little kid, Eric they just Bush play along with Take them. your advantages where they are. That's it. Who's this? Eric. Eric. Eric Costner? Nope. From British Columbia, Canada. Uh-oh, Eric. Uh-huh. Big hockey. Yeah. Huge. He's not going to answer his phone. It's going to be devastating. Dad, one thing. 
One thing I talk a lot about, kill Eric, he's finished. Sorry Eric. Dad, one thing I talk a lot about is how much you worked, right? Like my work ethic, completely inspired by you and mom, the way she worked the house, but mm. m- more you. Um, you know, we really didn't hang out. <laughs> like, you know, no, from- you, you got fired. you have dialed is you not got in service. We don't need to talk about when I got fired the one time for. Well, why not? Well, listen, fine, listen. L- listen tell them. Build, sure they li- build, build the, yeah, listen, build good. Character. character, go ahead. Tell them yeah, the story. Yeah, Gary asked for uh, two day. hours off. Another day off. Left to ask to leave early for well, a high school either. party. You know when you graduate high school, people have parties. <laughs> I asked on a Saturday to leave at five instead of seven p.m. Right. Right. And I worked every summer day. These are like these is no real stuff. No question about. No question about. I, I asked to leave at five instead of seven, one day. Mm-hmm. And we would leave the house at seven to open the store. Mm-hmm. So seven to five, you know, or nine to five. I don't know you, you know, two hours early, hanging up on this one, hold on. I gotta tell this story. This is how hardcore my dad is. I asked to leave two hours early on one day for the whole summer. He looked me dead in the face and said, you're not committed to the business, you're fired. He, he came home and he was crying. And of course his mother had to get involved in the whole And thing. then I was, I went from crying, because I cried, to smiling, because I actually didn't work the next day. And since I've been working my whole high school life, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is, I'm like, great. this is interesting. Give me what a is lap, this freedom? Give me a lap down. Little AJ, okay. I didn't, you know, not yet. This was right, before that. Right, right, I'm, jo- I'm making a joke. This was playing That's Nintendo. That's the Rangers, uh, yes. And so I was like, this is amazing. And then my, you know, my dad doesn't really, Good. he didn't come to apologize. He just walked into my room the next day and goes, you're, you're coming to work. I'm like, all right. That's, <laughs> That's really what happened. That's it. But uh, Gary's t- uh, talking about me being a tough guy. You should ask him about his parking tickets in Boston. Did oh, you ever tell the story? That's not a story anyone knows. So in Boston, my junior year on Com Ave, there was nowhere to really, really park, so it was super hard, so I just would park in places that I ended up with like six, what do you think, 40? Got, guys, his, uh, what is it, glove, glove compartment? compartment? When you open, all the parking tickets fall, it's got to be over 100 parking tickets. Yeah, good thing we didn't <laughs> and, tell mom. And he, he came to me, and being a tough father, you know, what everybody thinks, I paid all the tickets. Yeah, you're only tough on the outside. Right. Super soft So I paid all the tickets. That's right. And what you like about, that, Iris? And what about the $10,000 club bill? No, we're not going into that story. <laughs> that, story's, that story's not coming out. That story's definitely no. not coming out. That was a business expense. <laughs> Andy, get into questions before Dad gets you out of control. Wait till I drink Nixon another glass of wine, guys. <laughs> what do we got? You want a little Nick? Little? Yeah, okay. Nick. Gary, how you doing today? You're on, you're on with Rob and Nick out in New Jersey here. What do we got? Two Rob and did you say Rob? Yeah, Rob. Rob is my father on the son, Nick. Okay, so we have Rob and Nick, father and son in New Jersey. We're in Jersey. We're located in Manville, right off the uh, Somerset Circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know it well. Yeah, yeah, we know Somerville. Awesome, man. How are you guys? Gary, if we were any better, there'd be two of us, so we're, we're fortunate. Actually, if we were any better, I'd have to sit on my hands to keep from clapping. Thanks for asking. That's awesome. That's awesome. Guys, what can we help you with? 
So Gary, this is, we're just, our question is, is a broad one, but I'll, I'll narrow it for you. Are we on the right track? We're a voting safety business out of New Jersey, and uh, we do education. So we're focused on building our business and taking it bigger. We're already doing Facebook ads. We're doing, we're gonna be moving on to Instagram ads. We're getting our, our website updated. So we just wanna know if we're on the right track. We have 15 instructors teaching all over the state. We run about 200 classes a year. So, I mean, what else can we be doing better? We, we have all the multimedia tools to tell our story online. Um, I mean, I, I, think, I think with just two of it's really just two or three of us in the office right now running about 200 classes a year. So, I mean, it's, are we on the right track? We're, well, so I think, I think the question becomes, what, where do you want the finish line to be on that track? You have to work backwards if you're on the right track or not, how, right? How old is he? How, how old is he? Yeah. How, how old are you? So I'm 24 and my dad is 50, 57. 57. Young crew. Okay. Young so I think I, I think the question is the tr- the track, right? Like when you say, "Are we on the right track?" Are you asking, "Are we spending our money in the best optimal places to maximize our short-term growth?" Yeah, my dad. My dad's not in his head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's so I think, you know, listen, I think I think dad to dad here can talk. That's the advantage of having my dad here. I think the question becomes, are you guys Nick, are you are you in a dynamic where you guys like you believe in this at dad, are you looking for the obvious black and white ROI? Like what's whether it's friction or or optimism, like I assume that's the question. That's the cliche cliche question, right? Which is is the ROI in this paying the dividends? I think to my dad's credit here, um, there's a story that is so insane having my dad here. My dad approved a wine spectator year by for, I came to my dad and said, dad, I wanna buy this spot in the wine spectator magazine, which don't forget, you guys all know me, I love trading attention. And I felt the entire attention of the wine business was in the wine spectator on this one page where they had pictures of the labels and the scores and there was an ad spot on the right and the ad, the ad for the yearly cost of the ad was so much money, it was basically almost equal to our profit the year before. Well, it actually was to be uh, exact numbers, $192,000 what I sent a check out of my personal account to Marvin Schenken, the one spectator. Because we didn't even have the cash flow. We didn't have the cash flow, and I believe, well, I believe in my son from day one. You know? But that's bonkers shit. To but me. what I did, I you know, I always, I always willing. Not only because of Gary, I always was willing, and correct me if uh, you know, I always was willing to invest in the business. Business always came before personal. Personal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You didn't yeah. buy shit. Right. You and didn't I, vacation for shit. Right. You and put I used, dollars into the business. Into the business. So I think, guys, I think the thing that, you know, what, what's the, what are, Nick, what's your, is that, that's your name and your, what's your dad's name? Robert. Robert, I think the question is, I'd love for you to answer here, are you guys trying to, like, what's the scenario here? Are you trusting your son on, like, spending these marketing that's dollars it. in these new environments and tr- you're trying to get a grasp on what the ROI is? 
You are absolutely correct right there because I don't know shit when it comes to Facebook and Instagram and anything like that, and I'm trying to get a grasp on it. I get it. So, so first can of all, I go ahead, Dad, jump in? please. This is Robert, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As, yeah. A, as a father, you will know better than anybody. If and I don't want to sound like it's business only business, you you have to for yourself you have to say is my son capable to grow the business or not? That's a very simple question and it's a very simple answer. Nobody can answer this question for you. Not even my genius son who <laughs> sits next to me, uh, because you have to know. If your son is capable and he going to take your business to the next level, or your son, no disrespect, is a schlemiel. That's it. So it's a very you know cut binary, black and white, and that's it. You after you hang up, you go you go in to the bathroom and uh, you know look in the mirror and said, yeah, I believe in my son and I'm going to invest. Or you walk in and say, you know what, I I, I don't think he's capable to do that. That's, to me, that's... Robert, I, I agree with that because the beauty of having a family business is that you're playing forever, right? The big, the big wake-up call for me when I got into corporate America is that my dad and I, for all the things we agreed on, all the things we disagreed on, thank God we loved each other just enough more than we loved the business which allowed us to keep a relationship, but 99% of our energy was always about the business for right. the long term, and so... I think I think Dad's shooting it right, Robert. I think I think you know it's funny. I'm looking at a lot of my team members. I just make binary decisions if I think they can do it or not, and then I let them win, fail, tweak. Uh, I think it's a. I think you bet against your. I think the real answer, Robert, is you bet on your belief on Nick's capabilities or whoever else could be driving this to a level that you can afford. Clearly, in hindsight, I was so confident. I just thought. Who wouldn't bet on me? I was blind. But in hindsight, my dad using his own personal money, putting back into the business to make an advertising bet is the ultimate belief in what I was. I'm sure there's a lot of mom and dads out there that are watching that might be willing to spend 20% of the profits as a bet because they don't know yet. I did a lot of things from zero to 22 to give my dad confidence, not just after intuition, I came in and did things that we had a real, No question right? about so, $80,000 I spent on the Jets bullshit billboard. booklet. Booklet. booklet that yeah. was, uh, garbage. You know, garbage. I need to be on the sideline. That's but it. at a macro, That's I right. was delivering. That's right. That's it. So, That's right. I, Robert, I think it's a binary question. I think dad's exactly right. Too many people ticky-tack it. I think it's a, it's a binary question of what's the allocation of dollars that you want to support Nick's vision and then whatever that is, write it off. That's it. If, it, if he fails, because you know that Nick will learn from that and take it to the next step. Af- bet on what you can afford to lose mentally as much as financially, and I think you'll be in the right position. Make sense? We are in a position where we're crushing it right now based on the previous year's uh, okay. no income, and we definitely need to do more. We haven't done shit with Facebook or anything. So my question to you is, will this Facebook and Instagram be able to take us higher? You tell me. What are you spending on your what are you spending your money on now? Google AdWords. To what? the tune of about fifteen grand a year. Um yes. so and what is that creating for you? 
it's creating uh, you know tons and tons of uh, leads leads which ultimately the people come in and take our voting safety classes over the other companies who actually aren't even using Google right. AdWords. So Robert, here's the thing that I would answer. I would say most likely no. However, if Nick is good enough to produce a video and spend $3,000 on amplifying it against employees of or the target segment, because he figured that out, his $3,000 video, his $3,000 ad spent on Facebook and his $1,000 video cost on a local production company could bring you the value of spending $15 million on Google if he hits it right and it creates virality, or he could completely put that $5,000 directly in the trash if it doesn't. Okay. So if you're a conservative player, my intuition is no. If you're on the pure offense, and you know, look, Nick, uh, Richard, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I, Robert. Uh, Robert, I, uh, you know, I view you at 57 as young. I don't know where your head's at. I know a lot of 57 year olds who wanna play golf for the rest of their lives and I know a lot of 50, my dad will die at his desk at Wine Library. That's just money in the bank and I will do the same yeah. in wherever my desk is. So, you know, to me, betting on Nick for a year, even if it goes to a complete zero, isn't a death blow in the marathon that you might be running if you're trying to maximize dollars right now because you want to buy a beach house in South Carolina and golf in two years, you may stay conservative because you want the dollars. We're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> I get it, brother. So, look, I think if you're if you're running the marathon, I think risk is actually practical. Does that make sense? It absolutely is, and I'm not afraid to take it. And Robert, I'll tell you the other thing. There's nothing better than sticking it to your 24-year-old punk son when he thinks he knows everything, and he goes and throws $15,000 in the trash. <laughs> I remind him of shit like that all the time. <laughs> I'm sure. And Nick, I promise you, in reverse, there's nothing like telling people all this crazy shit, like let's have a website, let's do email, and not everybody's sure, but you get the support of your dad, and if you deliver, it becomes the ultimate relationship in life. Absolutely, thank you so much for taking our call. Yeah, really good luck to you guys, it. take care. Thank you, good luck. See, to me, that's like, that's yeah. why I wanted you on the show, that's cool, that's us, that's it, mm -hmm. that's real, and dad, that is happening for, I mean, I get, million, you know, in my life I will get millions, I get tens of thousands a year, you know, people emailing me about like, my dad won't do this, my mom let me do this, my son wants me to do this, like that, the family business dynamic, right? Like you have, you have three kids, I right. worked hardcore with you, Right. Liz came for a summer, got fired, never came well, back, right, she got AJ fired. dusted shelves for an hour and never came back, right? Right. So you've had the gamut of it, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of stuff, right? That's a lot. It's a lot of baggage. We've we've dealt with a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, always love uh, father and son was first and ever since. And a lot of people don't have that. And that's the core that, issue. That is not going to work. 100%. That what is you got, not Eddie? going to work. Edgar. Edgar? Yeah. Edgar Bronfman? From Seagram? Riviera, Emotion City, NJ. New Jersey again. You're on the New Jersey kick. They love the, the father-son dynamic. It's a Jersey, it's a Jersey thing. Hello. Edgar, this is Gary V. You're on the Ask Gary V. Show with Sasha Vaynerchuk. 
Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. <laughs> well, we're oh. glad to have you. Where, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Ocean City, New Jersey. Ocean from City. Ocean. What's up, my man? What's your question? Um, it's just a very simple question. Um, um, I'm currently working in two family businesses. One, one is a construction business. Um, the other one's a cleaning business. And uh, we were able to make merge them together by, you know, just, you know, uh, just recycling our customers throughout that. But uh, my question is, I don't know, like, if I deserve to be paid more than I'm getting paid right now for doing the work that I'm doing. I'm handling all the social media uh, advertising for a company. I do all the office paperwork at, um, like, after hours. And I do a lot of the selling as well. And I don't know, I just feel like since it's my family, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have the authority to be able to ask them for money, more money than I already get. So who owns the two other business, the two businesses? One, well, the one is under my name and the other one is owned by my uncle. Uncle. And who would make the decision if you were to get paid more? Uh, my uncle and yeah, it's my uncle. Basically. And, and, are, and so what's happening? Do you feel that you're slightly underpaid, grossly underpaid? Like what's your, what's your truth? Well, I, I only make right now 23,000 working with them, but we make a lot more than that. And I How see old? it because I'm in, I'm in the background and huh. I, you know, like I, I, I kind of want to get a little bit more. How old are you? I just, I'm 21 years old. 21, young. Look, I think the reason you're seeing hesitation for me and my dad is the true answer is every family dynamic has their own spiel, right? Have you ever broached the subject lightly with your uncle? Yeah, well right now now it's up in the air. He said, how much do you want to get paid? And I'm in the position as I don't want to overcharge and I really don't know how how to charge my family. I don't know if I should charge my family. I love my family. I want I want the businesses to grow. That's my main focus, but I also, you know, like I am working a lot. <laughs> Are you close with your uncle? Yes, I'm very close to my uncle. And uh, your uncle have uh, children? Yes, he has two children. How old is the kids? Uh, uh, one is 22, another one is 18. Are they in the business okay. or either businesses? Uh-huh. Uh, not really. Well, that's a like, that's a data point. Uh huh. So look, here's what I would say. I think that the number one thing is communication. Like when you're not talking, danger comes. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say when me yeah. and my dad were at the best, we were talking. Right. When we were at our worst, we were keeping it to ourselves mm-hmm. and we were letting things fester and bother us, right? right? So I would say, when I hear even, I don't know you from Adam, I've known you for four seconds in my life. I can tell you're authentic, you're, you're coming at this in such a good way. You're like, I love my family, like, like you know, so I would say a couple things to you. You're 21 years old, right? You're, you're obviously not making a lot of money. Do you need money is a really interesting question. Do you feel like your happiness on the weekends or vacations is limited because if you had more money, you'd have more fun? Like, do you want to save more money? Like, where are you at with money? Wait a minute, $23,000, he's making nothing. Nothing. Right. Yeah, let's, but, but let's talk about it for a second. Uh-huh. Where, where are you with your relationship with money? Well, right now, I, I, all I have to do is just give my mom some, some money to, so you know we can pay rent and whatnot, but uh, other than that, I really don't need much money other than gas and getting getting 
food. <laughs> that's about it. It's just, I don't know. You really, that's, that's a great question. I don't know let why. Me ask you, let me ask like, you a question. It's easier to ask me than it is your uncle, given all the dynamics. If I, like, like just shooting the shit, like what would, what would freak you out happy? Like what would make you super happy yeah. while factoring in all the things that are running through your mind, which I love, because I love your vibe. I wish you were my nephew. I would do real damage with you. Like, where, where is, where is, where is your mindset right now? What, what, what would be awesome? What would you like to go to? Mm-hmm. Oh, like it if I were able to, you know, just pay like my rent comfortably because we like we're kind of like overstuffed in our apartment right now. We have uh, my uh, aunt and my cousin coming to live here for the summer. And it'd be cool to just have like a like a bigger place just so we could all live comfortably. You cool. know, what's, how much? How much? What's, what's, what's the great? What's, what's that the number? number? What's that number? Yeah. I feel like if I if I just made at least a thousand extra a month, that'd be another twelve thousand. If I made thirty five thousand dollars, I'd be great. No you know, I'm, I'm telling I, I you, pretty happy. I'm telling. I'm gonna. You, After you, you hang up the phone with Gary, you call and your Sasha. uncle and Sasha. And Sasha, call your uncle. Pour him a nice glass of red Ro- wine. Say that or rosé. Uh, or rosé. Tell him that you're bleeding out of your eyeballs and you always will for the family business and yeah. that it would be game-changing for you if you could go to $35,000 a year. Here's the good news, my friend. If you do what my dad and I are saying right now, you will win because either A, you will get the 35000 or B, you will have a data point on how your uncle reacts to that request. And third thing... If your uncle uh, said no to you, ask him to call us back. Okay. No, no, I'm very Nine seven three three seven six triple zero five. That's my right. library's phone number. Ask right. for Sasha Vaynerchuk. Right. Alrighty. I mean, do you? Th- can I ask you a question? Because I like bringing yeah. value on this show. Yes, are, sir. are you going to do it, or are you too scared to ask? Tell me the truth. I'm scared to ask. Why? Because I don't, I don't want to seem off as, as, a, as, a, as a leech company, you know, like it's his business. I don't want to seem off as a leech. Like I already like, you know, doing the business actions. Like that's, like that's fun for me, first of all. And like, and, and like I, I am getting paid, you know? So here's what, yeah, here, but you're not getting enough. paid enough. So here's what I would I, say. I don't know what you do, but dozens of dollars, I, my cashiers get paid more. Here's what I would say. I would say that you need to, to ask your, your uncle that this is the number you're striving for. You'd like it right now because you feel the work ethic and the results that you're driving is driving towards that and ask him if he agrees and if not, what does what has to happen for you to get there because that's what you need to do to provide for your mom and all these people that are coming in to move in with you. Right. Do you get benefits uh, beside uh, the paycheck? Pardon? Do you get benefits like medical or? Uh, not right now. We've only been been in business for for like three, four years. Coming to four years now, but around our town, everybody like every like we we've, we've grown in like not not in like a numbers way, but like people see like they know of us and they know our work ethic and they just they just give us business and we we've been able to grow pretty pretty fast over these four years. That's why I know that I'm able to get this money. You know, mm-hmm. brother, listen to me. You're not gonna, you're, you're gonna lose, you're eventually gonna crack and start hating your uncle, right. so you might as well do the right thing by your uncle and have this conversation, right? right? Absolutely, a thousand percent. Got it? 
You're doing your yeah. uncle a favor by having this question, otherwise you're gonna resent him mm-hmm. and it's gonna be an issue. Right. right? Absolutely. You understand? Right. So don't, yeah. even, don't even make this about you. Do the right thing by your uncle and have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it? Sounds good, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna call him right now. Call him right now and I want you to tweet me at Gary V and tell me you called. You don't have to give me details, just prove to me that you called on social because if you don't, I'm gonna send the hundreds of thousands of people that give a shit about this show and we're gonna bother you until you suffocate. Well, I don't, I don't have a Twitter, but I, I can send you a message on Instagram. Respect. Recorded on video. I love it. Good luck, man. Let me know. Good send luck. me an email to Gary VaynerMedia with an update. All right. Thank All right, you man. so much. You're welcome. It's cool, right, Dad? This is real life it's shit. A, it's a guy, it's a guy uh, grossly underpaid, without knowing anything. You know. But you know his this. Ru- I mean, look, his ru- and I understand. Listen, I, listen, I'm I'm pumped to say this publicly. No, but I, he's asking. He's no, no, asking for necessity. I get it. I mean, to pay rent. I get it. I get it. People on welfare get paid more. Dad's not happy with the price point. I'm not. <laughs> Absolute truth in my race. I used to get, I used to pay, get to pay myself thirty thousand. I know we were. I'm laughing. I'm like, I was thinking the first time I really but cared I was about in the business. me too. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was sitting here. I was like, the first time I really, really started caring was around 27, 28. Like, you know, right. it's, you know, when you're investing, you're investing. But he's uh, business is second business in his name. Uncle, he's not yeah. with his father. No, I get it. Big difference. Work his mother. It, yes and no. Unfortunately, what you'll learn, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we know us, but like, when you go out in the world, unfortunately, there's a lot of uncles who take care of their more, nephews more, better right. than their dads take care mm-hmm. of their nephews and uh, their sons. You know, what else, Dad? What, what, what other wisdom? Talk to talk to the kids for a minute. Talk to the twenty-year-olds who want not the kids who, in the room, the 20, but oh. yeah, the, yes, them. Good. Actually, they're all here too. But there's a lot more watching. Like, what do what do the kids? What advantages do you think you had as an immigrant? Advantages. Oh, I do. Tell me. I, I I've rec- never really I even re- asked you. This. I recognize uh, the advantage. I had a dream, just like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> I had a dream. Yeah, talk, I you know ca- what? Talk about your dream a little bit. Actually, you know what? Let me ask some questions that maybe. I mean, I've asked you so much shit. Forty-five minutes. I did most of the talking. No, I, it's an hour and a half. You know, right, Dad? What you come to America? Economy shit. You have this distant great uncle who has a liquor store in New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Like My father's you're, first cousin. Your dad's first cousin. You live in Queens, you're driving a car. So, to tell um, the story about your first car where you didn't know how, you had to pump gas and you just ran out of Arlene gas. Arlene Newman <laughs> bought me a car. That's my father's first cousin. Gives you a car. Very Gives nice of car. her. Very nice of her and I never forgot this. I really should call her. And, um, but actually I'm going to see her at the wedding. We're going to see her at the wedding. Yes, go ahead. And uh, I used to drive from uh, Queens to Clearbrook. You guys don't know. Right, this is when you were still working construction. It's Turnpike. Yep. Yeah, pay attention. I'm Clearbrook, Turnpike. I can multitask. Ah, okay, you're right. (laughs) Exit 8A on a Turnpike. And unfortunately, this car, that was a car, Pinta. Do you know? Yeah, of course. I was... uh, the single biggest buyer at the hardware store for oil because the car was purchased at the auction and the motor had the hole. <laughs> so every so many miles, like 20 miles, I had to stop, 
And I used to carry in the trunk, I used to carry cases of oil, 1030, I think. And I used to pour in the, in the engine and drive. I mean, that's a, it, was, it was fun, fun years. I used and to get up talk, at 4 o'clock. Talk to me about the dream. The dream I always want. I was competitive. That's, you know, that's what real all about. I mean, I was competitive. I want to, you know, have a nice house. I want to have a business. I want to own a business. I always had a dream. Big dreams. Actually, it's a, uh, there is a story. I don't know if you know. Uh, when we first came, we settled in Queens at the apartment. Studio apartment was, was you and mom was pregnant. Studio apartment, one room. And we were uh, at an organization called Hias. Yep. Who sponsor for uh, the family to come. And uh, I had a cousin who she's still around. First cousin, my uh, mother, brother, daughter, Rita. And uh, we were walking, she, we were walking uh, on Queens Boulevard. And at that time, in Alexander's? The, it was Alexander's. I know the a store, a big department store, like you know Target today, and it's called Alexander's. And I saw that, like a Macy's, working, actually, like Macy's, right? And I said, one day I'm going to have something like that. And she looks at me and she starts laughing. But is that why you built a three-story wine yeah, shop? Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't necessarily need that many floors, right. but you're like, fuck it, I need to make that dream happen. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, listen, land of opportunities. If you want to accomplish anything, there is not a better place to live and not a better place to be. Just gotta and I left, it, gotta put I left work. from a country uh, where everything was suppressed. That's uh, uh, communist country and uh, you know everybody should be equal you know that's and uh, you know it was fucked up yeah yeah uh, didn't work I remember the biggest uh, thing the, end, that, the uh, biggest things that impacted me was that you and mom thought that if somebody was 50 or 60 they were very old because people were so fundamentally miserable under communism not only that people I died think, yeah people were you know at 60 people uh, used to die because uh, <laughs> they were know, just miserable yeah not this only. man back here's parents right they came from Russia yeah yep. they came from Russia Ukraine Ukraine mm-hmm. not a good place to be today yeah, yeah Mm-hmm. Tough. You got yeah. something? JR and Dallas, he should be on the line. JR! Hey guys, how's it going? Wait, wait, wait. Whatever, JR. Your name is JR and you're is from Dallas? From Dallas? Yeah, sir. You used to be on the show, right? Yeah, I mean, you got shot back in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> you still alive? I came back to life. I was born in 82. Respect. <laughs> My man, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you, Gary, very much for the flip challenge. Uh, made a little bit of money on eBay. Um, also, a little bit of money on Facebook ads. So thank you very much for that, first and foremost. You're welcome. Uh, Sasha, Sasha, uh, yes. I had a question mainly for you. Uh, okay. I hope I'm a, I can answer. I'm a young answer. dad here. Young dad. I'm, I'm a young dad, um, oh. and I'm, I guess, struggling with the work-life balance thing. And I know that you guys kind of don't really answer questions because of the context, you know, families, you know, they're it's just different for different people. But 
how how did you get through those times when you were you know working all the time, not really spending a whole lot of time with the kiddos, and then how did you I guess establish that relationship uh, later on? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, looking back, and I'm sixty. How old am I? Sixty-three. That's crazy. Is that true? Yeah, you are. Holy shit. Yeah, sixty-three. Uh, looking back. That's crazy. By uh, I have regrets. Um, luckily, it's worked out for me, but I did not go to any games. Gary play baseball when little league and all that I didn't go to I didn't go to anything I mean at one point in school uh, everybody was under impression what my wife does not have a husband that's true yeah okay that was uh, uh, people were talking about and saying that she made up you know she had a <laughs> husband or something because I work every hour and you know what, looking back, uh, again, luckily for me, uh, for the family, things worked out with the kids, but I have a lot of regrets. What I didn't allocate at least a little bit of time. Because uh, you went completely to, all in. Yeah, I, I completely went all in. And, uh, and I was always worried about people who's going to steal. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, from my personal experience, you can slip in the goddamn business. If people want to steal, they're going to steal while you did. Dad, do you think that, so you know, real quick, while we're, Jared, I'm going to deviate because I think this might sure. help a couple people. Do you think that, you know, I mean, it was the biggest thing you instilled in me at 14, 15, 16, this fear that employees were going to steal. It was right. number one, mm -hmm. right? Do you feel like that's a complete correlation to being in Soviet Russia, where everybody was but stealing. But we had an employer who, why we both were there, oh, stole people, a shitload of Dad, money. people steal. Not money. Uh, Dad, I think people steal. Yeah. 90% uh, of people here steal time all day. They're not, like, stealing, like, but, like, no, that's not what I mean. I don't mean that pe people stole under my watch every day, let alone, like, under your watch every day. No, you were obsessed with it. Do you believe that that was a byproduct of the Soviet system. Yeah, it's a, have a lot to do with Cause where, that's I, what I, think in where I came from and uh, my upbringing. It's definitely have a lot so to do So what are you telling JR, 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 real quick, let, let me, me tell you something real quick, I apologize, yeah. Dad. Mm -hmm. JR, I don't think, like when people hear my stories, I don't think they really realize it. We're an extreme family. Mm -hmm. Like. My dad came to one baseball game. We're not my, normal. <laughs> my dad came to one baseball game in my entire life. I can remember it vividly. It was an all-star game. I pitched. I was super pumped. He came with my who passed away uncle Misha. You know, they both came. I was super pumped. That is literally the only Let event. Let me interrupt you for Please. a second. Uh, <clears throat> uh, at the graduation, my daughter had in high school. In or? high school. Okay. Uh, you know, they, they used to call uh, parents to the podium, right? Uh, oh no, you know what this was? What this is, is when she was a senior, when she was cheerleading, right? Cheerleading, yeah. and they were calling the parents. Uh, like, you know, the my, last game, like right. the parents come out with my, the My daughter, uh, yeah, at my daughter's, right, Elizabeth. And I wasn't there, of course. Uh, my wife was there with uh, my youngest son, AJ, right? And I, how old he was? Uh, he was at the time 10. 10. So they call in 
Mr. and Mrs. Vaynerchuk, <laughs> right? And Tamara had AJ, and she's dragging him to the podium, and he didn't want to go. I mean, you know, now that you're looking back, it's, 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 it's you know. AJ got the benefit, though, a AJ bit. got the benefit. He was the youngest one, and after so many years working hard and all that, Plus having start, Gary in the business. And Gary being in the business, of course, we have to give him credit, you know. That's highlight. Like, like he doesn't get enough. Um, I start going to his games. And Which is let awesome. me tell, Yeah, and let me tell you something. It's uh, You have to allocate, and I don't know percentages, I don't know how much time, but you have to... Uh, listen, I'm giving, I'm giving a lot of credit to my daughter-in-law, Elizabeth. Matter of fact, her name uh, Elizabeth as well. She makes Gary to spend time with kids on the weekend. 100%. She, she's, and you know what? In the beginning, I was kind of, eh, it was <laughs> foreign to me. And then I said to myself, it's, it's very important and, it's the right, and that's the right thing to do. So, are you having a problem with yourself internally or with your partner? Um, it's a little bit of both, but mainly it's me internally, um, just kind of feeling guilty about it. I guess just trying to get through the hard times, if there's maybe a piece of advice that you have, just, you know, getting through that, like, guilt of... JR, JR, you're talking to two men who have zero guilt for putting in the time at work. Right. I promise you, because I share his <laughs> DNA, there was never one day in the first 18 years of my life, not one day, you have to understand, to my dad's credit, we live in 2017 now. In 1980 and 90, there was no conversation of work-life balance. Right. There was no pressure on the father to be at the game. Some fathers did it, but that wasn't a conversation. You never heard of that. My dad went through my entire childhood not one day having guilt. I promise you that truth. Mm -hmm. I know it, That's I'll true. tell you why. I don't either. Yes, I spend way more time with my kids. I'm going there right now. Like me and Tyler are looking at each other right now. He's stressed because I have to go do what? something. What? He's stressed because we have to. I have to go to something, and I can't be late. I want to go. I don't want to be late, and I'm having so much fun with you. But I have a kid thing that I'm going to right now. I right now I will go to as more functions at my kid's school than my dad did in his career. But I will tell you this: if I don't go to a single another one from right now to my kids graduating, I will feel zero guilt because I know like my dad knows, that our intent was in the right place. My dad grew up in a place and in the world, and he's old school for old school. My dad's 63 going on 630 in his demeanor. He's old school, right? You love yeah, old, school old school shit. Handshake. Yeah, handshake, right? Right. So, Jared, you have to understand, I won't feel, my dad felt no guilt, and I'll tell you why, JR. He judged himself within himself. And if he knew his intent was to provide for the family, and that was his role, especially when he knew his wife was way better at emotional intelligence and raising the kids, and he was better at doing the thing, and I feel the same way. I know that everything I decide, I'm trying with the best of my ability. Jared, you have to try the best you can. You can't let the outside world, not Sasha or Gary Vaynerchuk, not your partner, not your parents, not a magazine, not a podcast judge you. You just have to do the best you can. Mm -hmm. Did we answer cool. your question? Thank you, guys. Does that make sense? 
definitely makes sense, yeah. So guess what? If tomorrow you feel like you have to go to the thing, go to the thing. And if the next day you feel like you gotta go to the meeting, go to the fucking meeting. Stop judging yourself. Right. No question about it. All right, thank you guys. You got it, brother. I don't... That sucked, Dad. Yeah, mama's going to kill you. Sorry about that. Got a little clumsy. <laughs> Jake loves it. Jake secretly loves it. Jake, yeah. you love that? Sorry, good. Happy birthday, Jake. Yeah. Dad, do you know Who's Jake is, is Jake Ben Ruby, Sam Ben Ruby's son? You've hung out you with told, him at Jack you Games? Told, you told me he's fired. No, no, he's right here. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking he's fired. So listen, talk to me real quick on wrapping this up Work-life balance, it's at everybody's top of mind. Listen, it's a whole different uh, society. It's a whole different generation. It's a whole different approach to things. And uh, balance, I never had a goddamn balance. I never had a balance. I mean, I'm extreme. I'm, I, anything I do, I don't have a good balance. Anything I do. And I'm trying to change myself, but, you know. How's it going? I went to Chicago. <laughs> Guys, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. For my dad to go to a business meeting in Chicago right. is like, like such pattern breaking that it's... Mm -hmm. No question about it. It was tough, but I enjoyed it. And uh, I'm trying to do the right thing for, again for the business. Trying to do a little diverse, uh, diversified, uh, trying to real, you know, uh, do a... a new things because, uh, well, Gary got his own thing going on and uh, he's not uh, able to fit everything into 28 hours a day. So I have to, you know, and I'm not ready to sell, retire or quit or anything like that. So I'm looking for opportunities. I'm getting a little bit more involved in the food business. I told you about uh, two distributors already got my, done. My, my dad has become hardcore in selling Russian food. Not hardcore, please. Dad, you're pumped about this. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped. So There's nothing, know, to, listen, you're dominating. You're I, I'm not dominating. You're but, dominating the Russian but, food business, Dad. No, I'm not. Guys, Wait. he's dominating the Russian food business no, in New I'm, Jersey. He's, he's putting people out of business. I'm not putting anybody out of business, <laughs> please. Please. It's enough uh, people in the wine industry hate me. I don't need anybody to hate me. All right, Dad, question of the day. My question? Yeah, you get to ask the question of the entire Vayner Nation. <laughs> What's the question? You ask a question, not a statement of the day, which is where you've historically been. A question. What would you like them how to do, answer? How do we, you know, uh, and... I, Gary always on his shows, uh, either Wine Library or as Gary V doesn't like me to get to politics and I'm going to try to not to and I'm going to be very uh, uh, politically correct if I can, like just like our president today. Yep. Uh, how do we solve the terrorism problem in the world? Because what happened day before yesterday, yeah. right? Manchester. Manchester, it's, it's uh, you know, young kids, young little kids. And this fucking lunatics blown up, innocent. What, what do we do as a society 
you know, it's affecting everybody. It's not affecting just America. It's affecting everybody. Russia, Europe, everybody is affecting. How do we get these people to senses? Do you know? Do you know that my show is categorized in business, not in politics? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a business question? <laughs> just asking. You didn't, didn't clarify before I asked the question. Well, you know, you know, we what normally happens is we end the show. I give you a kiss and go, Dad. Next time, it'd be really great if you didn't do the politics thing. And I didn't do it. I'm just asking. That was fairly. War- that was much less teeth than normal from you. That's a general question. Yes, a very general. Yeah. So you had anyway, a good time. I had a great time. What do you think of the office? The wine is great. I uh, guess the wine is great. <laughs> the office very impressive. I would like Neil Barnett to come to visit one day. You really want Neil to come? Yeah. You, are you and Neil like hanging out all the time? Yeah, I didn't speak to him in a month and a half, I think. Yeah, but but uh, we're on good terms. But you've had two separate periods where you guys didn't speak for a half a decade. Five, five, five. Yeah. right, five years. You guys are characters. Yeah. I love you, Dad. I love you. Thank you. Because you keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. And I'll have a little more.